Hello and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Huello. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. We appreciate the support of all of our followers. If you would like to support this podcast directly, please look for our PayPal link in the episode description. Well, hello and welcome to a new year. Come on in. Mm, what brings you here today? Would you like a massage? <laughs> or just some quiet conversation? Which one is it? a little bit of a back rub if you ask me let me sit you down here those shoulders of yours are very very tense here put your head down on the table here right through the hole the massage table relax your arms rest your legs okay did you have a good holiday You can talk as much as you want, or as little as you like, while I work on your neck, and your back, and your shoulders. You definitely need some stress release. Mm-hmm. Did you see any good movies over the holiday break? Because for once, they actually had some good movies come out. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. I went and saw... Well, the one I was very surprised about was uh, Wonka. You know, I didn't think Wonka would be that good, but was amazing well call me an old softy but I thought the young man who played Wonka did a great job I thought the young girl that played the uh, prisoner that like was with him and like I don't know to give the movie away but Willy Wonka ends up in like a jail like a subservient work camp thing. It's kind of weird. And he um, is in there with a, a young girl and then this uh, motley crew of odd, oddball people with different uh, professions and stuff. And it just turned out to be like an amazing story. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. and uh, I found myself getting very emotional in it and of course it had some fantastic British actors in it yeah Rowan, Rowan Atkinson was in it he played a small part as uh, a uh, 
despicable bishop for the church and the let's see yeah and then the Oompa Loompa was played by um, oh his name's right on the tip of my tongue oh my gosh I know his name Hugh come on you can get it four weddings and a funeral what's his name I believe I forgot his name not Hugh Laurie not Hugh Jackman it's how could that happen to me <laughs> but anyway he was great in it uh, the Oompa Loompa I didn't think I'd like it the way they did it but uh, I really enjoyed it and of course the young man who played Willy Wonka was fantastic and then they had a whole stream of great British character actors. And they were all, like, just seeded through the whole movie. And one of my favorite um, actresses, and I can't remember her name, was in it. And she played Willy Wonka's mom. She was the star of the movie, The Color of Water. It's hard to remember everybody's name really bad but uh, yeah and let's see and then I saw an amazing movie that I'd like to talk about I'm trying to give you a massage and I'm going to talk about a scary movie <laughs> well it's not really scary but it was amazing an adventure movie it's almost like a force of nature movie like Watching a movie about a hurricane or a tsunami or, you know, like a natural disaster. But I saw the movie Godzilla Minus One. And it was absolutely the best movie I have seen in, like, the last five, six years, honestly. I think the last movie of even close to what I would consider like such a good movie would be like Avengers Endgame, you know, just that level of story and grandeur that I really felt involved in it. I felt like, you know, the movie was accomplishing something. Yeah, I saw, I mean, comparing, comparing Godzilla minus one to Avengers Endgame or, you know, a big Hollywood blockbuster like that, you might say, come on. Now, I loved Godzilla vs. Kong and Kong Island and um, Godzilla King of the Monsters and all those movies. But this movie was made by Japanese people about the Japanese people. And it was made about what really Godzilla was all about. And that was their their response to what the atomic bomb had done to them. How they saw it. You know, Godzilla's this irradiated monster. A product of atomic age some ancient evil 
natural force in the world brought back by radiation and the explosion of the atom bomb and just the way the Japanese people saw their own predicament their own fate and how it was tied to the atomic bomb and the atomic age and how they responded to it how they witnessed it you know they 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 absorbed it and Godzilla was that answer to them it wasn't just a monster movie Godzilla was this force of nature that altered their lives and altered their culture and their world forever and uh, I think the first Godzilla movie came out in 1954 it was a black and white movie and you know if you watch that movie it's really well done it's you know for the time there was a hurricane and Godzilla came in from the ocean with the hurricane he came in with the storm and the people didn't know if it was you know people seeing things or you know their imaginations were running wild but here this this monster came in with the storm and hurt people and just that idea that the monster was hiding its arrival and taking liberty by hiding inside this storm when it came ashore and attacking the people and in this movie it was like okay you have the Americans and the Russians squaring off around 47 48 I think you know that the time line was a little shaky and it was kind of hard to tell sometimes what year you were in but let's just say it was 47 48 so the war ended in 45 and then by 47 48 tensions are real hard between the Soviet Union and the United States so this monster comes along this this irradiated Godzilla he was um, irradiated in a, uh, the hydrogen bomb explosion on Bikini Atoll I think maybe not in that in this movie but in the other Godzilla movie it was I get it, it's, it's easy to get these things mixed up but they used an actual atomic bomb um, event in the movie I can't remember which one it was but anyway the idea was that Godzilla was you know irradiated and supercharged and it changed him it did something to him on a molecular level his DNA was different now and he was angry and vengeful and he was coming in to punish those that hurt him so he was just attacking boats, shipping everything he could his hands on and this young pilot had witnessed this young kamikaze pilot who survived the war and this mechanic you know they, they were the sole survivors of this deadly attack at the end of World War II by Godzilla and everything was just done so well I really hope people go to see this movie because it totally you know and Godzilla comes in and he like destroys big buildings and big bridges and just, just you know shreds a city and a lot of times like I'm sitting there watching Godzilla destroy a building in a city and I think oh my gosh this 
you know, this, there's people in this city dying. They're getting crushed. But you never really see them. All you see is the destruction and the mayhem, you know. In this movie, they showed Godzilla on a more personal level. Like, he would actually make eye contact and recognize the people and 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 go after them, you know. And, you know, he was not just recklessly ramming in the buildings. He was actually, like, seeking revenge on what he felt was done to him um, and taking his pound of flesh for what had happened. Oh, your shoulders are so tense. Let me just kind of get in there and kind of squeeze them a little bit. But it was like, you know that movie, okay, this let me, this might make sense. Do you remember that movie Twister where the people went after like um, tornado hunters? They were, it had Helen Hunt in it and it was really good. And everybody loved Twister. It was a really big blockbuster. They kind of treated the tornadoes like they were a vengeful force of nature targeting their friends and family and putting people they loved at risk you know like almost like a tornado was a personality mm-hmm. and uh, the tornadoes went from little wispy tornadoes to these massive mile wide you know ultra huge storms never before seen in the history of man <laughs> But anyway, um, I think they, they gave the storms, the force of nature, a personality, you know, in the movie, a vengeful spirit, you would say, and Godzilla had that, and they really, it just, you got, you know, I just can't put words into how powerful Godzilla being almost a horror movie, an action movie, a war drama, and just a beautiful story about humanity. And it was just all rolled into one. And I know I'm just like, oh yeah, Godzilla. I'm telling you, there's movies that I have seen that affected me greatly. Like, over the years. And I thought these were benchmark movies. And a lot of them aren't big, huge blockbusters, but they were stories about humanity, like The Color of Water and Birdman and um, Avengers Endgame. And uh, I just absolutely loved all the Marvel Captain America movies. I thought they were, every one of them was done perfectly. You know, they just showed so much character and heart. And movies moved me. And you might say, you thought Birdman was one of the greatest movies ever made. It, it moved me. It said something to me. It spoke to me. The Color of Water spoke to me. Yeah, it said something to me about humanity and about people and about our culture. And, the, 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 you know, like the, the, the remake of Last of the Mohicans with Daniel Day-Lewis. It's just a phenomenal movie. And the movie Glory about uh, 
with Matthew Broderick and Morgan uh, Freeman in it. And, uh, you know, Glory was this, this movie made back in the 80s, late 80s, about the Civil War. And it just, these movies hit you in the gut and make you think about the world around you and your fellow man. Speaking of my fellow man, these shoulders just do not want to loosen up. How do you feel? Yeah. But this Godzilla minus one, I literally fell in love with this movie. Story, grandeur, tearing out my heart. I put it up there with like Titanic. You know, it, it just, it spoke to me. It, it made me cry. It made me want to see it again. I haven't wanted to go back to see a movie again in ages. I will go to the theater, I see a movie, and then I wait for it to come out and I watch it maybe again on cable, you know, on TV. Or I buy the DVD. <laughs> Godzilla Minus One I've seen twice and I want to go see it again. They're, they're going to re-release it in a black and white World War II like version for the 70th anniversary of Godzilla, which is this year, 1954 to 2024. Godzilla's been around for 70 years. It's practically almost as old as Batman and Superman. And part of our collective mythology, isn't he? Of our modern human race, yeah. We created our gods, Superman, Batman, Iron Man, <laughs> Godzilla. Yeah. And the thing is, I want to see it again. And I want to buy it when it comes out. I don't want to... I don't want to buy a digital copy on Amazon Prime or or uh, Hulu or something or Peacock or whatever it comes out on, you know, HBO Max. I don't want to buy it. I want to go and get a physical copy of it on DVD. And I want to go to Walmart or Best Buys or Amazon, whatever, and I'm going to buy a physical copy of it. And I want the collector's edition with the special create you know director's notes and hidden lost scenes <laughs> I haven't seen a movie like that in so long and I fell in love with the people I fell in love with every single character in the movie there's a young couple in it that are too frightened to fall in love because they've been traumatized by World War II and the effects of, you know, all the destruction of war. And they just are afraid to fall in love. And uh, I, I fell in love with them. I, wa I was rooting for them. And there's a little girl in it that breaks your heart, you know. They're raising this little orphan girl. And... Uh, war-torn war Tokyo is just a mess and you you become invested in their lives as they rebuild and then uh, the young man makes friends with these guys at work that he works with I try not to give too much away 
And um, I fell in love with these characters. Like, I had camaraderie like that in my life, in the workplace, and in family and friends. And then it's so fleeting to have that perfect camaraderie, you know? And everybody had their like little position and place in the, you know, the pecking order of the friendship and the workplace and you know those days go by and they they go away and I miss that part of my life I miss having that camaraderie you know like just that workplace fun that comes along with being on a team you know part of a gang whatever you want to call it part of a club doesn't matter you're just friends at work you're more than that, you know? Everybody knows their place. And it was really cool to see that. And I liked it so much that I literally started, you know, hoping that they would make a sequel to it with the same characters. This director, this the man who wrote and directed it, built a world that I want to, I want to peer into and see more of. It deserves a sequel. And it really... Uh, if you haven't seen it, I wish you would. There's some violence and scary stuff in it. But it is the most heart-wrenching story of humanity. I have I have seen him. Nothing can compare to this movie. I kind of compared to the movie, the Korean movie, Parasite. That won Best uh, Movie of the Year. If you saw that movie and it really shined a light on class and humanity and what we do to each other, you know, and how economics and culture separate people and how we all have the same hopes and dreams and desires and wants and things just don't always work out for each other. And how we are so far apart from each other when yet we're standing right side by side next to each other. And Godzilla, this movie spoke to me on that level. I didn't like Parasite. I just didn't like it. I didn't like the themes. I don't like that kind of home invasion type stuff and that macabre type you know, people spying and secretly using each other. It turns my stomach because I would never do that to someone, you know, or be in that situation. So the movie was somewhat repulsive to me, if that makes sense. Yet I was enamored by it. I was absorbed by it. I, I, I couldn't turn away from it. I had to look. It was like looking in a car wreck. I had to be involved. I had to go help the people in it. I, I couldn't walk away. It was like that. Didn't like it, but I had to be a part of it. That's what Parasite felt to me. But it spoke so much about the humanity of, of the modern age. And even though Godzilla was about World War II, it really spoke to what the world did to each other in World War II good, bad, or otherwise, no matter what side you're on. And we forget that regular people on all sides suffered because of the actions of a few leaders out there that decided to lead their countries to war. 
And we forget sometimes that these people, you know, they did wake up one day and realize, I don't want this to happen again. I don't want to live in this world. I want to make it better. And there was a lot to be said about the aftermath of World War II. Japan and the United States and Germany and many other countries became staunch allies and worked so hard to make sure that these things never happened again and that war was never brought to their shores again. And I really admire, you know, people, you can knock the United States, you can knock Japan, you can knock Germany, but, you know, even England, even knock the United, even the, knock the Soviet Union, but at the end of the day, all of these countries said, you know, even, you know, like China was a victim in World War II, and they don't want to go through that again. These countries do not want to go through anything like this again, and I think the world is a better place 70 years on, 80 years on from the Great War. And where it started was people, people said, you know what? Things have got to change. We've got to be better about ourselves and the world we have in front of us. And I know people are angry over so many things in the world right now. But what they need to remember is it changes when we change. When we stop what we're doing and put a mirror up to ourselves and say, look what we've done up to this point and it's got to stop and it's got to change and that's what I took from that movie as silly as it sounds I hope you'll go see it I know I'm crazy I just go on and on and on don't I <laughs> but I do love seeing a good holiday movie I know they're not holiday movies but they were released around the holidays I have to go see Aquaman. I want to see that really bad. It's got some of my most favorite actors in it. I really like everybody in it. Just about. <laughs> there might be one or two actors in that Aquaman movie I don't care for, but I still want to see it. Well, how does your shoulders feel now? Yeah, I think you'll feel a lot better now. Did you like that? Mm-hmm. Feel relaxed? Good, good, good. Well, I hope it makes you feel better, and I hope you enjoyed our little talk about holiday movies, the new year. Yeah. I know Godzilla crushing people under his feet and blowing everybody up with his atomic breath probably isn't a relaxing thing to think about. How people deal with a force of nature like Godzilla, now that's an interesting topic to indulge ourselves in while we're trying to pass the time, don't you think? <laughs> well, I guess we could almost call this relaxing New Year massage, or we could call it a relaxing Godzilla massage. I don't know which is better. <laughs> I'll let you decide. Until I see you again, I hope you have a wonderful week. 
coming up. And we're going to have a lot more massage sessions coming up. You need to get yourself ready for the rest of this wonderful 2024. It's going to be the best year yet. I think things are really going to get better for us all the way around. Don't you think? Yeah. It's going to be a good year. Okay? Things are going to change for the better. I'm eternally optimistic. And I'm not giving up hope on that. Because I do believe things are going to get better. For you and me both. Take care. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share this podcast with someone who might enjoy it and to rate or review it on your podcast player of choice. Those small things only take a few minutes and they really do help our podcast grow. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash We have also started uploading earlier podcast episodes to YouTube. Another one goes up every Thursday night at youtube.com slash Links to connect with us on social media and to take a look at our merchandise can be found in the show notes. The theme song Atlantis is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardohuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels and his entire staff, thank you.